Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Matt Rice, and me and Chris and through Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we hope to provide moments of sanity during busy days in ministry. We have worked in ministry for a long time, and as damaged as we are, we want to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. I am here alone, sort of. I don't have Chris Bartlett with me, but I have Dan Driver from uh, Net Ministries. He is the retreat team coordinator, and he took upon himself to start the Net Ministries podcast. How can people find that real quick, Dan? You can find it on uh, Fireside. So if you, I mean, if you just Google Net Ministries podcast, it will be the first link that comes up. So that's probably the easiest way. (laughs) Just Google it. (laughs) Come on, Matt. Everybody knows how to Google. (laughs) So Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get involved with Net, and uh, why do why do you stay involved with Net? That's a great question. Thanks for uh, asking it and having me on the show today. Um, Well, I got involved with Net. um, Actually, I was discerning with the Franciscan Friars of Renewal about ten years ago. Awesome. From England myself, there's a there were friars based there, and um, I was just convicted by their way of life and how radically they lived out the gospel. And I thought to myself, that's the only way that you can live out the gospel radically. <laughs> and in my discernment with them, they said, "Yeah, you're not ready for what we have, but check out Net Ministries, and if that seems like a good fit, go along with them." and stick around and then and then see us in a couple of years time i did that stuck around for a couple of years met my gorgeous wife and the rest <laughs> is history bye-bye cfrs yeah bye-bye cfrs <laughs> um so yeah and i i've stuck i've i've stuck around with net because they really showed me that you can live a radical uh life uh without having to kind of wear a robe shave your head grow a big beard yeah. though i am a fan of big beards yeah um, and yeah so i i suck around because of that and I, I i think you know i don't know if this is a long-term vision or if it's just a wild dream but i just want i want the world to experience this We've got a lot of stuff good stuff going on in america and i i think that we can share that with the rest of the world and i'd like to start with england so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you're not biased there at all i'm not no not at all yeah <laughs> So did you do Net USA or is there a Net Europe? I don't know if that's there is. There's lots of nets, and yeah. I did US. Um, <laughs> okay. There is not a Net England. Uh, there is a Net Ireland, and now there's mm-hmm. a Net Scotland. But I did Net USA. Yeah, I knew about about Net Ireland. I just didn't know if there was a Net England or, or not. So you did nope. Net USA, and you said you were there for two years. Is that right? I was two years a missionary. To start with, yeah, 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 and then and then came on staff as a missionary for a while, and then now I'm a full time staff member. And uh, you didn't have to twist their arm too much to be able to start the podcast. No, not at all. I mean, I, yeah, I just kind of did it. <laughs> Don't tell my boss. <laughs> you started doing it and then asked permission. Oh, hey, I'm doing this really cool thing. Can I do it? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we have 6,000 people that listen to us. Can I keep doing it? That was, you just basically quoted the conversation. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you, you guys send out how many missionaries every year? We recruit and train 180 or so missionaries every year. And those 180 missionaries, they see around 90,000 youth each year. Is that right? More than 90,000 every year, yeah. Yeah. And so the reason I bring that up is something you said before the podcast is because of that, 
Net has a unique window into the lives of young people mm-hmm. at the age of, I mean, these are high school students, most of them, right? Well, middle, and so, middle schoolers and high schoolers, yeah. Yeah. So these 90,000, you know, sorry, these 180 missionaries get to develop relationships and meet over 90,000 youth each year. Yeah. And so I, I can't think of any other organization that would, that would have that kind of a window into the life of young people. And, and these young people open up to these missionaries in a way that we wouldn't necessarily expect or whatever. And so you guys get to see this, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of maybe why young people open up to net missionaries and then what the net missionaries are hearing, like what's going on in the lives of, of the youth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a bit about net, if you haven't heard of it, um, sort of over the years, like we've noticed just a vast majority of young Catholics are leaving their face at an alarming rate and i guess we're not okay with that so to yeah. reawaken yeah. faith we form uh teams of young adults and send them across the country um in parishes and schools to put on retreats and then some of them we um train and put in a parish or a school for a full nine months not too dissimilar to what you're doing um at ablaze uh there's, there's definitely similarities there um but i mean these young people they who we recruit and train, they're just normal people. They're not, they're not like walking on water, they don't have halos. Uh, they you do now look- though, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know how to do that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they're, they're normal people. They're people yeah, who've yeah. encountered Christ, love him passionately and want to share that. Um, but, if you you wouldn't be able to pick them out of a crowd of young people a lot of our missionaries are are straight out of high school so um you wouldn't be able to pick them out of a crowd uh so that kind of gives us an edge i think in terms of ministry because it allows us to kind of get in the trenches um and be undercover in a certain way so when when we put our sorry i mean a lot of what you're you know when you're building a relationship with someone and trying to talk to them about faith, one of the things you have to kind of overcome is the whole thing of, oh, you're like me. And so that's like, like you're saying, these are young people straight out of high school. So getting that, getting over that hurdle is easy in a way, because not only do you look like me, you're almost the same age as me. And so you're like me, that, that, that first step is is done relatively easy with the people that you send. Absolutely, and yes, we do have um, uh, we do have missionaries that are older, but the vast majority of them are younger, so they're not going to run into that kind of uh, problem that you sometimes. Yeah. Have. Hello, yeah. fellow kids. Yeah. Um, um, like, I mean, that would be me. Like, if you put me in a parish uh, trying to like relate to eighteen-year-olds, I just wouldn't be able to have the same edge as a young person. Um, so when they're in, the- I would, I'm going to stop you right there just to, and then we're going to go off on a little tangent. <laughs> okay. I would argue that, yeah, you may not have the same edge to, to develop a relationship like they do. Um, but do you have kids yet? Yes. I, yeah, I have, I have three. So there is uh so my wife and I have six, not that it's a competition, but I'm winning. <laughs> the, uh, no. Um, but like it, it changes the way like a father's love is different than a friend's love. Yeah. You know, and so it changes the way that you can do ministry. And I, I argue that young people, they, they, as long as you love them and you show that you love them, it doesn't matter how old you are. All they care is that you care. Yeah. Um, it takes a little bit longer to show that you care in a way because they're used to adults treating them a certain way. 
But when you show them the respect and the love that they that they're seeking, they're they're ready and they're open. So anyway, sorry, I side tangent. But anyway, and so I why do they open up? Why do they open <laughs> up to your missionaries? Yeah, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree with that as well. Um, but uh, they open up to our missionaries primarily because there's a witness there. You know, um, uh, Paul the sixth, Saint Pope Paul the sixth, Pope Saint Pope, Pope, Pope Saint. Yeah, I think it's Pope Saint. (laughs) Why do they make it so hard for us? I don't know. I don't know. Just like let it let it all work. Let it all be okay. If Benedict becomes a saint, will he be Pope Saint Pope Emeritus Saint Benedict? (laughs) I don't know. What's he gonna be? Yeah, I don't know. And don't add Emeritus at the end because then it's like Saint Emeritus. I don't want to. I don't want to be that. Yeah. (laughs) So back to uh, what we're talking about. Um. Yeah, I mean, a big a big part of it is that you know modern man is r- willing to listen to uh, witnesses um, and won't listen to teachers so much, but will do will listen to t- teachers as long as they're witnesses. And that's yeah. a butchered paraphrase of. Um, <laughs> I think most of those people that listening know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, our young missionaries kind of embody that witness element a lot. Yeah, you know, because they're 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 in there they're they're loving them they're not like put stuffing things down their throat um they are just forming relationships with the young people and even in the space of a small time so in a six-hour retreat there's something that happens in uh, the retreatants where they could come to the retreat and just not be interested not care at all but after they see the team members goof off and if you know anything about net like a lot of our retreats can be dumb (laughs) <laughs> and it can just be like really dumb parts to it that are silly and not actually funny. <laughs> like maybe the skits we do aren't actually objectively funny, but there is a certain authenticity in that. Um, when the young people see that and see the net team members being willing to make fool of themselves. Yeah. You're breaking down walls. Absolutely. Breaking down walls. And when those walls have been broken down, they open up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, just the other day, I had a phone call from one of our retreat sites and uh, it was a net team member who, a young person who they'd been regularly seeing had came, came to them and, and basically opened up, you know, I'm struggling with suicide. Mm. My best friend, I, I haven't seen her for a while and I don't even know if she's alive because she struggles with this too. Wow. And there's this other situation at school where there's lots of violence happening and I've been threatened to be killed by them because currently I'm in a relationship with somebody of the same gender and they don't like that. Now, a young person opening up about that to a Catholic, like here is somebody who um, openly has said that they're in a relationship with someone of the same gender and yet they feel comfortable to open up to an Orthodox Catholic that wholeheartedly agrees with the church is teachings. And there's this beautiful interaction that happens later on in the discussion with our missionary and this young person. It got to, it got to a point where we, we needed to report this to the correct person at the parish. And um, in that, the, uh, the, the team member said to the young person, are you okay if we go together and we, we talk to, uh, father so-and-so and the young person says you know i don't i don't trust anyone but i 
but I trust you all with my life. Mm. Is it, I mean, that is when the young person, the, the team member was speaking to me, it brought tears to my eyes. Just, it's just um, beautiful. It's beautiful. That they're to able- be able to get to that point where, like you, like you said, in, in it, I don't know, even know if it's a short period of time, but that is the essence of what youth ministry is, is all about is developing relationships with young people so that they can, so that they will invite us into the messiness of their lives. All of our lives are a mess, you know, yeah. but we have to invite others to be in it. And to develop a relationship with someone like that is, it's just beautiful to have that open up. And that's one of the reasons why I, I think this is perfect. And I don't care what kind of a ministry leader you are that's listening to this. Um, I always joke and talk about RCIA, but DREs, youth ministers, the pastor, everyone, like having an idea what young people are going through. These are the young people that are sitting in the pews next to you. Having an idea of what they're going through will, will change the way that you act towards them, change the way you talk to them, um, change the way you love them in a way. And so this is important for everyone in ministry, not just youth ministers. Mm-hmm. So, so other than, so you're diving into a little bit about what y'all have noticed with what's going on in youth culture these days. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately in the past, maybe four or five years, I think things in the hearts of our young people have got a lot darker in ge- mm-hmm. in general. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush. I mean, sure. maybe each year out of, and it's not a lot, like out of the 90,000 young people that we uh, reach out to, a good 200 of them report something to us. Yep. Um, actually, sorry, it's probably more than that. It's probably closer to 300 report something about their lives being in danger or them having some kind of what we would refer to as a special need. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably 30% of those is suicide related. 30% of them is related to the young person not feeling worthy and wow. having thoughts of, um, wanting to end their life or harm themselves. And maybe five years ago, this number was probably closer to 10%. Mm. Um, so it's, it's just growing. And I, I'm not sure why, but when I read these, because we, we asked we ask the team members to kind of fill them out. I read every single one of them and pray with every single form that they send in. When, they, when, when I read them, what I see in the young person's life is just the same pattern, isolation, um, being alone, yep. uh, not having anyone to talk to, um, not knowing their worth, yep. feeling unworthy. And those are the biggest, biggest sort of things. Not, not, not just like this horrible situation in the family where like they're being abused. I mean, those exist as well, but a lot of them are just down to the fact that they, they feel alone. What are some ways that, what are some ways that a regular parishioner, you know, sitting in the pew, can respond like if they if they're hearing this what 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 can they do to respond to this yeah i mean first and foremost i think young people are starving for relationship they just want to be known and they want to love and they want to be loved and known simply so if your parish has a youth ministry to um see if you can get involved in that somehow um and then reaching out to the young people in your parish as well i think that's a huge thing uh, I, I remember when I was a kid, I think back to when I was a kid and we'd go to church and our church had no youth ministry mm-hmm. and I didn't like church growing up <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm raising my hand. Me, me either. 
<laughs> it, it, it wasn't my favorite time at all. But I distinctly remember even adults taking time to talk to me, ask me about my interests, um, smile, be nice. And that actually goes a long way. Yeah. Particularly sowing those kind of seeds uh, with, with, with the young families there. Because I, I, th- I think too, when I was you know, pre-teens, that that kind of had a lasting impact when people would come up to me and even you know talk to my mum, but then actually notice me, like just notice yeah. the youth. Like if you're yep. talking to adults that have youth there, notice them as well. Don't just yeah. talk to the adults and pretend that they're not there, but like engage them in some kind of conversation. Absolutely, I, you know, I, I, my oldest kid is 14, and I'm I'm wondering, I wonder if we are hesitant to introduce ourselves to, you know, people's kids. Because of the current climate of the church, which that just is going to further isolate young people, and that kind of sucks. But that's the way the I mean, that's the way the enemy works. You know, he he works to divide us and make us feel like we're alone and stuff like that. But so, it, like I I'm at almost the same mass every week, week in and week out. You know, and there's the same young person that sits behind me week in and week out. I shake hands with his mom. I shake his hand. Ask him how he's doing. Ask him his name. The next week. You know, I come and I shake mom's hand. I shake his hand and say, hey, great to see you, Raul. I'm glad to see you here again. You know, I'm using his name, you know, the next time I see him. Then the next time I see him, you know, maybe, you know, there's a chance before mass or after mass to ask, you know, his mom or to ask Raul, what is he interested in? Hey, do you play any sports? Oh, cool. And the next week, ask him how soccer's going or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But like you said, it's notice them and then maybe invest a little bit in them. You know, and then like at some point, and I don't know if it's true, if this will actually happen, but maybe it will that Raul looks forward to coming to mass because he's going to get to shake my hand and tell me how his soccer game went. I mean, that's, that's a huge deal. It sounds so small and it didn't take really any extra work on my part. Yeah. Um, Just a little bit of investment. You know, that's one way that you can build, even, even if it's, it's not a deep relationship, but it's showing Raul that he's, he's loved. You yeah. know, in some way, you know, by someone else in the parish. Yeah, and also I, I would say this as well that um, to to evaluate whether you're kind of culture minded or you're uh, consumer minded, um, are you going to mass just to kind of consume? I mean, obviously you're going to mass to consume, but are you going to mass <laughs> to simply just like receive and like it's all about me? Like, or are you going there because you genuinely? like love the Catholic culture, you want uh, Christ to reign on this earth. And if that is so, then we have to like be culture minded and we can change the culture. We can be a part of a cultural shift, um, but it requires intentionality. And if you have kids as well yourselves um, to bring them up, to be culture minded as well, to bring them up with the knowledge that, Hey, not all families are like our family. Um, Yep. Not all young people are like you, but a lot, a lot of young people feel alienated, alone, and just be real about the issues that are out there, and and try to form your kids so that they can be the ones that um, participate in this cultural shift. Absolutely. Um, what's another way that you know? Let's say I don't know. I, I always like to talk about RCIA, the RCIA director. They, they're listening to this. They hear that you know the young people are hurting. And, you know, what, what could an RCIA director do, you know, to help respond to this? How, how does this impact their life? Hmm. 
So, I mean, not just specifically an RCIA director, but any kind of person on the parish level. Like if, if you're working for par, uh, parish staff and you're directly involved with youth or you're not directly involved with youth, I think that you need to understand that when you see that young person that seems like they're not interested, that they're, they're, they're standoffish, that they're disconnected, they still have that same God-shaped hole in their heart. Mm. They still have that desire for community. And maybe that's just a front for them because they're hurting. And yep. in reality, they want to, they just want to be known. They want to be known. They want to, you know, and it requires, as you said earlier, like investment in that person. So if you go and you attempt to say hi and you get shut down, then that doesn't mean the next time you see them, you avoid eye contact and walk on the opposite side of the church lobby. <laughs> but you know, you lean into that, you push into yeah. it. Yep. You say hi again the next time and you say hi again the next time yeah. and you just keep getting shot down yep, so until they finally say hi back. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't yeah. need, there's no like magic bullet for this. There's no, formula that works beyond just being human and yep. loving people where they're at and being missionary and culture minded and focused and um, persistent in your love. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and I was thinking, you know, you know, something we can tell our pastors cause I, we have several pastors, you know, priests that listen and, you know, one, you know, there's obviously things like this can be incorporated into your homilies, you know, into the way that you interact with young people at mass um, relatively easily. But then also in your support of those who work with youth ministry, just knowing you know, how heavy it is that, you know, what the youth ministers are dealing with isn't, you know, just playing music and playing games. Mm -hmm. They are they are dealing with life and death situations yeah. here. You know, not just spiritually, but physically yep. and, and making sure that your youth minister feels that you, you have their back, that you, that you are supporting them. Yeah, absolutely. Like all of those uh, things that may seem superfluous or uh, is it really necessary? Are we actually like catechizing them through, you know, guitar and um, jello games with <laughs> I, yes you are yeah. um, ultimately yeah. you are because you're breaking down walls and you're also like not only making them even open to the possibility of god as an active agent in their life um, but for some of them you're making them open to the possibility that life itself is a viable option absolutely well, as we end, anything else on this particular topic before you tell everybody how we can find you? Um, no, I mean, like, I'll just reiterate that, that young people, uh, they're, they're, they all want relationship. Um, they all desire to be known, to be seen, to be heard, to be loved. And, and, and a lot of your ministry should kind of be focused around that. Um, and then secondly, the across the country and uh, maybe across the world, there's an increasing just number of people that are young people that are feeling more and more isolated, more and more desperate, more and more hurting um, and looking for a place and an option um, other than their lives. Like, yep. so, yeah. Yeah. As you were wrapping up there, I, I, 
I just could hear other people saying, Hey, I, I feel like that. Not, it's not just young people. You know, I yeah. feel like that. And I think that that feeling of isolation is increasing. That's one of those things that has shown in studies that as connected as we are through social media, the like we are still more isolated than we ever have been. Mm. All right. Well, so they can find you on your podcast. Just Google it. Are you on the Twitters? I'm on the Twitters. I, <laughs> I tweet occasionally. So uh, you can find me there at um, net underscore Dan Driver. Awesome. Anything else? Anywhere else you want them to, to look you up at? Uh, if you have any questions as well, you can email me at dand at netusa.org. Awesome. And go to our Net Ministries website as well for general info about Net, which is netusa.org. Yeah. Anybody graduating from high school who's looking to serve the church in this way, I think it'd be an outstanding way to, to do that and to dive deeper into your faith. Hmm. I've, I've, seen the, I've seen the fruits come from it, and it's really good to see high school seniors or you know young people like spend a year at net and then just be more on fire for the Lord. So that's awesome. Beautiful. Thanks. All right, guys, you can find Ministry Leaders Anonymous on Facebook. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Stitcher, all that stuff, mlapodcast.com. Please write us a review. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week and pray for other ministry leaders. Pray for those youth who are feeling lonely and isolated. We will see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. Mm-hmm.